Today we have very interesting readings once more. The first reading from the book of Deuteronomy, second reading from the book of James, and now we are back to the Gospel of Mark after several weeks of uh, being reading the Gospel of John. So the book of Deuteronomy, this, the context, the moment in which this reading happens is Moses is going to die. Moses has been bringing all the people of Israel for 40 years through the desert, and finally they will arrive to the promised land. So he's going to die. So he gives a long farewell uh, address. And this is one part of that address. Uh, and last week we read another one from Joshua, but now it is Moses. Moses is telling the people that they have to keep the traditions of the elders, they have to keep the law. And then we find Jesus in the gospel saying, you are keeping traditions of the elders. Yes, you are keeping traditions that maybe are not helping you to live a true religion, a healthy spirituality. And think about this. So we have the, the Jewish community, the Jewish people here in the gospel, they had to wash their hands uh, before they ate, uh, when they came back from the uh, supermarket. And they, when they came from outside, they have to wash their hands because they were unclean, because they had contact with these pagans who are not Jewish, so you are unclean. And this is a tradition from the elders, and they say we need to keep our traditions. And then when they see the, the, the disciples, that the disciples are not washing their hands, are eating without washing their hands, they say, why your disciples are not doing this? The accusation is not against the disciples, but they really are accusing the master. They, they are like, remember that they were looking for some excuse to, to take Jesus away, to, to kill him. So... The accusation is not against the disciples, but it's against Jesus. You're the master and your disciples are not eating, are not eating by washing their hands, so you're guilty for this, right? They are accusing Jesus. And we have many traditions too. For example, if, oh, we always put the Christmas tree in this side of the house, in this corner of the house. Why? I don't know, we just put the, that's the place for the Christmas tree. Okay. But nobody really knows why is that the place and why do you put always the Christmas tree in that corner of the house? Maybe at some point, maybe it's because there is an outlet there and there is not an outlet in other places of the house or there is not another corner that you can put there. But you forget why you're doing this. Why, you're, why is the Christmas tree in that place. And in the church we have many traditions too. We have traditions, we have about music, about, uh, about the liturgy, about many traditions. And we just do those things because we were taught that this is the way we do things here and we just do these things. But Jesus is challenging us today about that. Maybe the way we understand things can change. Maybe the way we see things have been passed on to us and we just do these things without asking why. Look at what's going on. Our world is in a different moment today. 
Our world is more about the why. Look at the kids. The kids are always asking why and why and why we do these things. So when they come to Mass and they see us doing liturgy and Masses and prayers and the way the priest moves and the way we bring the book, why? If these things don't have a purpose and we don't know the purpose, there will be some people who will not see anything. These things will not have any meaning for them. And they will just, they don't come back. The same happens in our faith. We do things. We pray rosaries, we pray the stations of the cross, we pray novenas, we pray to the saints. But what's the meaning of all those things? Is that true religion as the book of James, the letter of James is telling us? Do all these things help us to grow as human beings and as Christians? Or are we just getting used to do things? And this goes to proclaimers, this goes to Eucharistic ministers, to ushers, to sacristans, to deacons, to priests, to altar servers. We do things here in church. We pay attention to so many details that we have to care about in the liturgy in the sacristy, in uh, reading, uh, paying attention to what we read, uh, the way I speak here in the homily. We pay attention to all all these details, but are we being hypocrites sometimes that, oh, we do things just, like in my case, I, in the morning, I now, I drink a glass of water in the morning when I wake up. And that was because some days I woke up and it was too hot in my room or, or I was thirsty. And now I do it every day. And I even don't pay attention, oh, I'm going to drink. No, I just go and get the glass and, and drink. Is it happening here in our parish too? We just come like to church and do the same stuff and we're okay. We have the bulletin and we have the, uh, the, the songs and we have the priest saying some things and the readings and then the Eucharist and okay, now we go to have breakfast. We cannot just get used to, to do things without a meaning. And there are some details here in the church and in the Mass that some people really care about and why we don't have this and we should add this and we should bring back this. Does it really help to grow in spirituality, in your faith? Do you really need these things to be a Catholic or uh, to grow in your Christian faith? And the book of James says something very interesting at the end of this reading, today's reading. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The true religion, the true Christianity, as uh, Pope Benedict XVI said, said, is uh, this Christianity is not about ideas, it's not an ideology, it's not a set of moral rules that we have to follow. But Christianity is about an encounter with Jesus Christ, it's about our relationship with Him. 
We can come to many masses. If you can come to the seven masses that we have in the weekend here at St. Joseph, you come to seven masses, you can pray all the rosaries, all the stations of the cross that you want, all the novenas. But if you are just repeating things and you are not understanding and it doesn't change your heart, that's what we need to pay attention to, our heart. If we want to grow in our relationship with God, that relationship with God means relationship. Relationship with Him, but that means relationship with other people too. I cannot say I'm as a priest or I'm sorry, I have to do my prayers. I cannot listen to you and your problems right now. So come back when I finish my prayer because I have to go and pray to my God and fulfill my five prayers a day. So I cannot talk to you, come back later. People would be mad at me. Some people will say, oh yeah, no, the most important thing for the priest is to go and fulfill his prayers. Well, no, I'm sorry, but I will say no. If somebody wants to talk to me, if there is a problem, I will listen to this person first, and then I go and do my prayers. Because by listening to this person, I am growing in my relationship with Christ, with God, Am I, am, am I, grow, am, I am growing in my faith. In our faith, we need to go to the essentials, to the core of our faith. What is really important, what is really essential in Christianity and in my Catholic life. And whatever is not essential might change. But we need to have an open heart, an open mind to experience to live our relationship with God, to be closer to Jesus Christ. And those young people in the church need to understand the traditions of the elders. But the elders in the church need to understand that we are living in a very different world. That today the question is, why am I supposed to do these things? Why am I supposed to go to church? The question is why? Our faith is not just something that we can pass on like a set of rules, but it's a relationship. So we need to help our kids, our teenagers, and maybe some of you to have an experience of Christ, to encounter Jesus Christ in your lives. All these things help us. The Eucharist is the summit of our faith. We come here as a community. The Eucharist is not an individual thing. We don't come, I don't come here for my Mass. The Mass, the Eucharist, is something communal, is our community. But we need to help people understand why we do things here in church and what does it mean to me. This that I am doing, this Hail Mary that I'm saying, this creed, this Gloria, this Mass that I'm attending, what does it mean to me? And that's what we need to tell people and help them understand that this has a meaning, that I don't do things because I have to do them, because it's my obligation, because I have to fulfill my obligation. If not, I'm in sin. Help people understand that mainly through your way of life.
So that's the invitation today. Continue to do everything that helps you in your faith. If the rosary, if the stages of the cross, if the mass, if all this helps you, that's great. But they have to have, they have, to have a meaning and share that meaning, that strength that God gives you through those things. Share all of that with the people. Share your joy of being a Christian, of being a Catholic with other people.